Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Kingdom Culture Conversations, welcome to all of our listeners, and uh, we are super excited to be on this road of the Red Letter Reading Challenge with our elementary students and hopefully parents and hopefully Anybody else that wants to get their nose into God's book, we are, um, last week we got to hear from Mr. Coley, our um, director of curriculum, and, and of course the week before that, Mark and Kim Reiswig. And, and it's they, just, they all nailed it. They, they, they nailed it. They just they, absolutely, it was, we haven't actually recorded we, it yet at the point right. that we're recording today, but they just, right. we can look back in time and hundred percent. nailed I mean, it. Those are, those are quality people right there. Two of the best podcast episodes <laughs> we've ever done. I, I think so. I think so. And if Jesus <laughs> comes back before then... We're in trouble. Um, <laughs> but we are February 26th, Mr. Brown. February 26th. Uh, we are like, what, five, six weeks in to the Red Letter Challenge? Yes, we are. Loving it. And, and we are three days away from Leap Day. Leap Day? Leap Day. You wow. know that every four years we get a free day. A free day. And I don't know why. Why Do we have school and work on these days of Leap Day? Or what's the... Well, what's, what's the, interesting, and, and folks can get online and look at our school calendar for the 24-25 school year. It kind of yeah. threw a wrench. Leap Day did. It Leap Day. Even it, though it's back in February and yeah. spring, it, yeah. just, it just threw a wrench in the planning for next year. It's Leap Day. Leap Day. <laughs> get the calendar right, folks. That's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. But uh, just thank you for coming along. And, and again, the, God's Word is important. Oh, man. Um, and uh, being in God's Word with your students is really, really important. And uh, I know, Mr. Brown, you talked about the example your father set for you. Yep. Um, and One uh, of the greatest gifts he ever gave me was just the opportunity to see how much God's Word mattered to him. And he didn't beat me over the head with it. He, yeah. Well, there was a season where well, he wanted me to memorize a bunch of verses. Yeah. Um, but outside of that... All yeah. I ever saw was my dad in God's Word, and it was so cool. So you could have been like Gordon, but you could have been. did not <laughs> pursue that route. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Got a goodness. text from Gordon this weekend with uh, Gordon Wicker, he, open he, numbers. He, he pulled up to a um, a restaurant in big old paint. It says opens at six thirty. He's like, Mister G, it's your birthday, six thirty. Oh, so that's really, cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah he's really cool. awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Today, today, we got a pretty special guest today. We do. This is, I'm excited for today. Yeah. Yeah. And we have Mrs. Skinner 
um, first grade teacher here at NCS. This is your third year. I'm a seasoned pro, but it's my second year. Second year. Okay, it just like seems three. like you've been here a lot longer, <laughs> Mrs. Skinner. And um, so great having you here Thank in that first grade team. Me. It's a it's a, with Mrs. Stone and, and Mrs. Trueblood. And what a beautiful team you guys have over there and loving those little first graders. And um, how uh, how's it been at NCS for you and, and your family? Can you talk about your family for a little bit and just your time at NCS? Love to. I was a mother and my husband and I couldn't pick a school for our kids. And there was no place we agreed on. He wanted Latin by second grade. I wanted teddy bear picnic in kindergarten. And we just <laughs> couldn't get there. And out of the blue, we toured Northwest Christian School, fell in love with it. And our son, who's now a freshman, started when he was in kindergarten. Mm. And we've been here for the whole season of now having wow. four boys here on campus. Wow. So our youngest is a current kindergartner and our oldest is a freshman and tucked in the middle we got middle school sixth grade and we've got second grade and I'm in first so you span the range of kindergarten through freshman we do have early ed elementary middle and high school in our family so we have to read all of the weekend emails yeah we do do. (laughs) but I just I couldn't um, the boys came and I couldn't help but feel drawn here yeah. And there was just something going, and I had a pretty good business, and there was just something missing. Yeah. And I started subbing, and I couldn't leave. And I, days I didn't sub, I still came in and I volunteered, and I, y'all couldn't get rid of me. Wow. So, I, so I decided no, I to stick around. Differently. I remember you being a sub of much notoriety. You were a much mm-hmm. sought after sub because yeah. extremely capable. You know what classroom. I did? I gave those kids little tiny jelly beans, and I think <laughs> uh, I bribed. That, that I it? think that's how yeah. I got in. Yeah, you were. I think <laughs> that when we moved you from the sub pool to the the full time faculty list, there were there were some groans, groans. from yeah. teachers that because you aced it every time you were in the classroom. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Back in the day, that was my Nicole Hunter. I was really kind of mm. bummed out when Nicole Hunter came to work here because she was my my <laughs> go to sub and. Where do the Skinners go to church? Oh, we are now CCVers. Okay. We're up in Peoria, and we've been there now almost three years. Right on. Love Fantastic. it. Well, Denise, before we were on air, you were sharing a little bit about where the, the verse or the, the chapter that we're approaching today yeah. is Luke chapter 18. And I love the way that you look at, especially as it's informed by your four boys. You're going through the Red Letter Challenge with your kids, aren't you? We are. Love it. We are choosing to listen to them. Um, with a kindergartner and a second grader, we're, we're, we're going through them audibly, and we're having it read to us. And it's leading for a lot of conversation. It's very rich. Each chapter has a lot and so we end up sometimes with more questions than answers, but that's the life I Don't want for them. Yeah. I want them to be asking, and I want Curiosity them to, to be fueled by that. So Those questions, we've, we've talked about that. St. Yeah. Augustine said, hey, those questions that you face, that's that's the Holy Spirit's invitation yeah. to come further and Oh, and, and really greater invest. understanding for them. Yeah. And then it makes me realize that it's not just what we read, it's what it does to our lives and what it means to us. And I get that opportunity to talk to them about it. Um, and, and every day is different, some new story. And I can't wait till they all start matching up because we can say, well, remember we read this, but in a different book mm, and yeah. it just further proves that it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Now you, it. you do it audibly where, and where, what time of the day do you do it? Is it all the same every day? Are you Always on the way to on school? the car ride home. 
always on the car ride home. Okay. always okay. we have um a prayer pattern that we do in the morning and i don't want to interrupt that so we do it on the way home very cool yeah. And I would guess that there are probably some pretty, given the age range within that, that listening party, that there, and how cool is that? Faith comes by hearing, hearing and yeah. hearing by the Word of word God. Of God. I got an yeah. email when we kicked it off, and, and a teacher, another teacher asked, hey, is it okay if the kids do it uh, through audiobooks? And I was like, absolutely, especially. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Super cool. But we do I have bet a you, rule, though. Yeah. You can't, they can't do something else while they listen. Right. Oh, wow. And so this is a family rule. So they're allowed to listen to to it. it. But if you're not hearing the word of God and truly saturating it and getting it all, then it's like you didn't do it. So that is so cool. Yeah, so cool. That's why the car leads a great opportunity for that because there are limited distractions. Well, so kindergarten all the way up to to freshman. freshman. I would imagine there's some pretty neat conversations that are had between your boys. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And some of them, God's makeup and design of our personalities Mm. showing out in each of them. I've got real one, real curious. Yeah. Asking lots of deeper level things. And one who does is fine with just being given Most the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so That's fun. awesome. So fun. And this week we're 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 looking at in the book of Luke. Yeah, book of Luke. So yeah. it, you know, Luke, we've been ringing the bell of of author, yes. audience, and agenda. And as we've talked as about, we, yeah. Luke, the author, was a physician, and that kind of rings a bell within your home, Denise, because your husband is a physician. He works in internal medicine with with geriatric patients. Uh, how cool is that? Is that provided any amalgams or conversations where you're you're thinking, wow, that kind of rings true in our experience too. There, there is a type of personality as well that's associated with somebody who's drawn to medicine. Mm-hmm. He is a, a good student, and I can't help but think about Luke being a good student as well. And yeah. so earlier you had made a comment about um, in private just how Luke is detail oriented. And yeah. I see that in my husband. I see that in our life, too, that he sometimes can set aside the things that don't matter. And he focuses on details that do count and the details that do matter. Yeah. I think um, Luke's perspective here in Chapter 18, it's like he he does focus on certain aspects of the story that others may or may not. Um, there's a... a Later on, we might get to it, but he's groaning. He's describing how this man is groaning. I can't help but think that that's the physician in him talking, right? That's yeah. His, yeah. his intellect, and it matters to him. What I appreciate both about Matt, my husband, and Luke is that although they talk about the details, they can sift out the things that don't matter. Yeah. And oh, so if Luke took the time to write it down, it, it was important. Yeah. All right. Well, and we see that throughout Luke because as you go through Luke, and, and one of the things that we'll include in the show notes today is a link to what I what I love. It's it's called a horizontal harmony of the Gospels. Oh. And there are several available of these online uh, free of charge. And essentially what they do is they take the four Gospels, and as you move through them, all the accounts are side by side. Yep. And so if you look at the Nativity or if you look at the Crucifixion or you look at this miracle, this particular teaching, what we see is that you can compare and contrast these two passages. And what's interesting about Luke is that as you move through Luke, you see more anatomical detail. He's attentive that makes sense, to yeah. things. Like, for example, in Luke 
chapter, hold on, let's see, what is it? It is Luke 22. So in a few days, you're going to see this confrontation between Jesus and the guards from the temple, uh, the, the disciples of Jesus, in the garden. And this is where Judas betrays Jesus. And Peter pulls out a sword and he cuts off the ear of one of the high priest's servants. And it's pretty cool because in that moment, uh, previously, and you look at the the sequential development of the Gospels, uh, Mark and Matthew gave some detail, but Luke gives more detail. He said, hey, it was the left ear. Mm. And you think, well, does that really matter? Do we matter? Well, there's there's another passage where we look at the story of Jesus healing in one of the tabernacles. He's healing uh, a, a gentleman who's got a, a withered arm or yeah. a handicapped arm. And, and Luke points out the fact that it's the right arm. And that's important because in Jewish culture, the left arm was used for unclean business. Right. If you if you well, catch I'm tracking, okay. tracking okay. unclean yeah. business, but the the right arm was used for food, for drink, and so right. when you use your right arm, it kept you clean. And so Jesus uh, was essentially healing this man, not just of a withered arm, That's but of so a great. cleanliness. And Luke made the note of that in his anatomical reference that hey, it was his yeah. right arm. That's an important arm in Jewish culture. So pretty cool, right. Denise. As you were leading, I keep calling you Denise. It's Mrs. Mrs. Skinner. Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Skinner. This For kids all our are first listening. grade friends listening yes. to this. Yeah, to Mrs. Skinner. Mrs. Skinner. Uh, you made a really cool observation about, uh, in a form, how busy this chapter is, but where it's that packed. culminates. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. When you look at the whole chapter as a whole, it's broken into many parables and a lot of a lot of things that you can take away from this individually. And I think that's powerful about God's word is that you can read a verse and it's as meaningful as a handful of verses. Mm. Um, This whole chapter, when I was looking at this and I was thinking about how is it all connected? You know, it's, it's nice that God has a big design and a big plan, even though we couldn't see it. And when I began reading it, I was just thinking, how are these bits and these stories connected? But as the disciples are walking with Jesus And they're making their way through Jericho and along the road. And they get to the final end of this chapter. They've shared a lot of knowledge along the way and told these stories along the way. But they're ultimately getting to Jerusalem. Where we are reminded at the end of Luke chapter 18. He says again to his disciples, this is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to die. And the disciples don't even you know, really hear him. But when I went through this and I looked at it from a bigger perspective, I can see like, oh, God is preparing us all for the end, for the story, for Jerusalem. And so just like he's walking with the disciples along the way and sharing all this bit. So isn't that what we're doing too? Mm. Our goal, our main focus is Jerusalem, the story of Jesus saving us. That's the most important thing. So so that take home is like, wow, we really get, God all the time and through all these verses, he's he's showing up in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. He's speaking to people in the way they need to be spoken to. But why? You asked, you know, Luke is the one writing this. 
but why is he writing it? Yeah, I just love in, in that vein of this is com- coming close to the end, and um, Jesus knows that. Mm-hmm. The disciples maybe have a little bit of an idea about it, but even in this chapter, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is is 15 through 17 when it says they were uh, bringing children to, to Jesus. Oh, and yeah. he, he said the, the kingdom belongs to such as these. And and the, he was going somewhere, but he, he didn't forget people. Um, people really matter, and especially children. And uh, you get to hang out with first graders all the time. I just think about that little correlation there of it's so fun to see the curiosity in little ones. Well, and, and they want to come. Jesus is the perfect example, right? And it's like with kids in first grade, I, 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 I understand a piece of this, you know, these yeah. couple of verses, 15 to 17, I can tell them over and over and over again, it's going to be okay. You're okay. Nothing's wrong. But if I ask, may I hug you? And I give them a minute and I, I am with them. They get that comfort and that peace. And kids are like that. Yeah. And Jesus says, come, bring the children to me, come. Yeah. And part of that is to receive them, to hug them, to embrace them. And I, I learned that Jesus is that role model for us, too. We shouldn't ever withhold Jesus from anybody. Yeah. No matter We're, what they think. Because my understanding in that culture, children were not really invited. Almost like we heard the word when I grew up, children to be seen and not heard. And that <laughs> well, was the disciples the were nearly indignant that yeah, they would think the to word, bring yeah. children to Jesus. It says they began rebuking this, yeah. these families. You know what else I love about this particular chapter is there's the story of a of a ruler who mm-hmm. approaches Jesus and says, "What must I do?" And and suddenly we recognize in that moment that this is an account we call this account the story of the rich young ruler. This is in three different gospels. It's in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke. But what's interesting in this, I go back to that harmony of the gospels. We look at the gospel accounts of this story side by side, and we call this this young man a rich young ruler. But no one gospel calls him all three of those things. Mm-hmm. In this gospel, he's called a ruler. In another gospel, he's he's identified as young and he's mm-hmm. rich. But in no one gospel do we see this rich young ruler. And we talked about earlier right. that there's very well could have been Mark, Mark in yeah. this moment. And there's a tradition in, in Christianity that says, hey, this rich young ruler was in fact Mark. Who knows whether or not that's true or not, but I I like to think about it. The other thing that's interesting about this, Denise, and it harkens back something to you said that I love, and especially because it echoes what you're doing with your boys as you guys listen to the account, is that in the Gospels of, let's see, Matthew and John, there's very little teaching in Mark. There's there's a few parables, but for the most part, Mark is the action gospel. It just goes boom, boom, boom. Jesus did this, did this, he immediately did this. But Matthew and John capture these moments of teaching, like the Sermon on the Mount or Jesus in the Tabernacle. There's seven major dissertations, major teachings that Jesus does in the book of John, but there's these big moments of preaching. In those two Gospels. Luke is different. Luke is, as you indicated, it's Jesus teaching along the way as he's journeying through the area, as he's walking from city to city, from synagogue to synagogue, or ultimately towards Jerusalem. He's teaching his disciples. And it's a reminder, I think, a very potent reminder. And Luke was recording all those details in the journey. 
What was he saying? What was he doing? And I think as parents, that's such a vivid reminder. There is no moment, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. no, it's a collection. <laughs> where our kids are, are immune from listening and watching. Right. Right. You have the opportunity, even in the car, on the way home, on the way to school, on the way to Circle K, wherever. Yeah. You know, whenever you're you're out and about with your kids or you're just watching a movie on a Friday night with your kids, that's a moment yeah. that's yeah. precious because that's where faith comes by hearing there as well. Yeah. So, Mrs. Skinner, as I kind of asked you to look through this chapter, you've been looking at it for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. What were some big takeaways? Besides that big picture, what were some kind of takeaways that you might have had in this chapter? I mean, the kickoff right at the start, it's pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what a great reminder that, you know, God is saying, always talk with me. And so what you just described as... Luke and the disciples headed to Jerusalem with Jesus and living all those small moments together along the way. I feel like, right, we kick off the very beginning with pray. Be reminded to be in communion with me always. Um, And it's just so easy to forget that. So when I started this, I thought, well, that's that right there is an excellent, amazing moment that within just the very, very start of this, we can be reminded to God is our person. God is always there for us. The only person who leaves is is me, you mm. know. And so I need to be the one. That I need to make that effort always. And then you could just see this thread in here. Uh, the other takeaway is how much he cares. Yeah. It's like he's talking to the people about the, the first parable about the widow. Uh-huh. And, you know, the depth of the care that Jesus has for us, you know. That that's that's so meaningful to me because it's really easy in the world nowadays. It's so mixed up world that you think, what does it really matter? Who am I really? Well, the Bible tells us repeatedly that we matter and we care and we're children of God. And, you know, those are big, big things for me. I've been mature in my faith all these years, but having that fresh reminder is always good. So that's another beautiful thing that I took away from this. Powerful. Very powerful. And I, I kind of, Along that, again, these you just thank you for these thoughts that that Pharisee of the uh, the the parable of the Pharisee and the publican, hmm. and and the Pharisee just saying, look, I do all this, I do all this, I do all this, and and Jesus Jesus cares about the Pharisee. I want to I want to kind of remember that Jesus, we're all the prize, we're all created in the image of God, but I love that Jesus also pursues that as they call the publican, the guy who said, woe is me, beats his chest and weeping, God, I need you, and and who shows up? God shows up. Because he cares. It's a beautiful reminder for all of us. We just live in this world that we celebrate successes and we celebrate achievement. And that's a good thing, especially when God gives it, right? Right. To God be the glory. But when, unfortunately, like in that case, you know, we have a very boastful, proud Pharisee who, you know, can't humble themselves before the Lord. That's that's also a lesson in and of itself, right? That yeah. we need to focus on God is the, the true God, and we serve this amazing master. It's not us who does yeah. or uh, achieves well something. It's, yeah. it's God through us. Well said. So great. Yeah. So great. Folks, I hope you're yeah. enjoying. And I'm, I'm not just enjoying the the time. I mean, I love walking around campus as we will do today, knowing that everybody's reading Luke 18 and we can have this conversation about it. Mm. Um, but it's so cool, Denise, to hear your perspective on this. And I love how 
it's informed by who you are, who God made you to be. You know, you're the wife of a physician. You're the mother of four boys. You're an amazing teacher. And all these things come to bear in your perception. And when when you actually stop and listen yeah. to someone else share their perspective on God's word, when you take that time, it just becomes so much richer. So thank you. You're welcome. For doing that. Yeah. Thank awesome. you so much, my friend. And thanks welcome. for hanging out with our first graders. Uh, my guys had Mrs. Murray and Mrs. Um, shoot, I forgot the other first grade teacher they had, but um, have great memories in those rooms over there with my little guys. And uh, thank you again for loving those little ones. Thanks for coming in today and being our guest on Kingdom Culture Conversations. My um, privilege. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much. And folks, thank you for tuning in. And uh, next week, who do we have, G? Next week, that's a good question. <laughs> you caught me a little bit off guard there. So we, I think we have, this will be really, really fun. We have up, we're going to go on to the fifth grade classrooms Ooh. and get Mrs. Lusher. Mrs. Oh, Lusher. Yeah, yeah. Lusher and, and we'll week. be in the, the first chapter of John. Awesome. Yes. Oh, wow. Is that going to be a single episode? That'll be good episode. stuff. <laughs> I have to go Monday, Tuesday on that one, Mr. Brown. Goodness. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, yep. thank you. Denise, thank you. Sure. And- Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.